Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. What are we saying? We're talking about our, our dating lives. Okay. <laughs> hey, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. Probably hanging out and watching Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, get out of my pajamas for just anybody. <laughs> well, you don't need to really get to know them anymore because there's somebody right behind them. You just keep swiping and you'll find somebody else. I'm Kim Burns. And I'm Shannon O'Brien. And it's a date. Welcome back to It's a Date. This is part two of the physics of dating with Patricia. Now, in our last episode, you were talking about how nuts you get about guys and mm-hmm. how you much more listen to your heart instead of your head. And Patricia's now trying to tell us how when you're dating, you need to really listen to your head instead of your heart. Listen, Shannon. <laughs> you will be headed for a pathway of heartache if you override the feelings in your spirit, which are different than the soul. The spirit man is the eternal aspect of you. We'll say it's at the very center, your core. Mm -hmm. And then you have the soul, which is comprised of the mind and the will and the emotions. Then you have the physical, the outer shell that you live in. So if you're saying to yourself, I'm just so drawn to him, and then it begins to change you biochemically. So not only are you biochemically feeling different when you're in love, you know, your eyes glisten Mm -hmm. and you just, you know, are just happy and giddy. You're like, Like you look marvelous. I know. (laughs) You're just glowy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really because it's an emotional response that does trigger endorphins in the body. So these are really nice, feel good chemicals, but they can't last forever. And they lead you astray, stinkers. I know. I know. It's like that Eagle song, you know, you see it your way. I see it my way, but we both see it slipping away. Mm -hmm. When it begins to do that, um, it's because you didn't have the right foundation that you were, Mm -hmm. you were basing this relationship and giving so much of yourself because of something that was temporal. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's based on, uh, like I said, again, your values and, and your intellect, you know, things you can just sit and talk with him mm-hmm. about for hours. Mm-hmm. And there is so much that can be developed as far as um, your destiny, as far as feeling complete and fulfilled as a person. When you have someone else that you can de- talk to him about anything and you don't have to catch him up on it. He's already right there. Yeah. That, to me, is so attractive, and it's the kind of thing that real relationships are based on, because especially when, like, you see these older 80-year-old couples, that they will say those kinds of things that when they still really, true love mm-hmm. each other, that they could just sit and talk about anything, yeah. and, and that's what you really, isn't that what the essence of all this is about, is being able to go the distance? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can't do it if it's based just on this initial chemical reaction of attraction. Yeah. It's it's not long-lasting. So let's get back to the Boaz. Okay. 
So tell us about the Boaz. <laughs> All right. So What's like I said, Boaz. Boaz. <laughs> and, and, and open this up at the beginning here where it tells you, you know, and then we'll just talk about some of those okay. subjects. Patricia brought um, Kim and I a book called Where Is My Boaz? A Women's Guide to Understanding What's Hindering Her from Receiving the Love and Man She Deserves. Hmm. So that's what she's telling me to read. And now, I, th- I think there that's really a good point that she deserves, because I think a lot of times if we don't we have settle the kind of father in our lives, and a lot of us have experienced this, that didn't model, this is the way you should be treated by a man, by a guy. Don't, do not accept him if he is disrespectful. He needs to cherish you and put you on a pedestal, be honest, be a good provider, all of those things. You want to have hopefully a father around you that models, this is the way you are to be loved because well, you see that. Girl's first boyfriend is her dad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's so true. I remember Gwyneth Paltrow's dad said, he took her to Paris and he said, I want your, I want your first trip to Paris to be with a man who will love you forever. Oh, that's beautiful. That's nice. And that's what I'm talking about. Because then you begin to understand I'm a value. And that uh, where the title of that says the kind of man that she deserves. And if you don't really feel you deserve a guy, what are you going to get? Somebody that doesn't treat you nicely. (laughs) Doesn't respect you. And so hold yourself in high esteem and teach that to your children, to your daughters and and about for the, the, the boys, they need to understand. I think there should be a class in every Mm -hmm. school about this, how to treat women, how to treat men. We're not taught these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And, and yet, it's our whole society is based upon relationships. <laughs> right. We learn it through television shows yeah. and stuff like that. Really, and it's so upside down. Yeah, and it's all superficial. It really is. I mean, it doesn't matter what show. That's why there's laugh tracks on these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as soon as I hear a laugh track, I hit the dirt. That's it. That's <laughs> right. it. The remote. I'm hitting it. Okay. So, what is a Boaz? Well, a Boaz, again, as I said, is a template for the way a husband should be. Okay, so is that something you should write down too? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and if you just, the book of Ruth is only a few chapters, Uh uh, maybe two or three chapters. And in there, you'll see how that relationship started. She started as a widow and her mother-in-law said, uh, okay, you need to... Perfume, perfume yourself, get your best dress on. You need to set at the threshing room floor of, of Boaz after the harvest. And so she, as an older mo- role model, was helping her to understand, again, to, to put your best foot forward, position yourself for this relationship, I for this possibility. Are, <laughs> except we're not so much older than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that was Naomi. Naomi oh, so, was okay. the mother-in-law. Ah, Patricia is our Naomi. <laughs> yeah. We're the Ruth. <laughs> You're the Ruths. Um, but you, you want to position yourself for that relationship. And don't ask for something that you're not when you're asking for your equal, when it comes back again to, to making this blueprint 
for your life. Because it's this isn't, um, I know sometimes when we hear about this kind of thing, you think, well, that just doesn't sound romantic. It's not flowing with it. Well, you better be really serious and draw a blueprint for your life, no matter what it is. Because you did that when you went to school thinking about your career, right? Okay, I'm going right. to do X, Y, and Z. It's the same thing with relationships. Know what you want. Be definitive about it. I mean, be extremely specific. So going back again to quantum wave function, when you're popping a quiff, what you're doing is in your mind's eye, in your spirit, you are envisioning that person and how you're treated and you're going through various scenarios, like say on vacation or day-to-day stuff, cooking together in your kitchen or whatever it is, that you're seeing that. And do that a couple of times a day. The possibilities then will become probabilities at some point because we were intended as being created in God's image to be co-creators with him, Mm -hmm. to participate in the events in our own lives. And yet, even though we have what is deemed free will, we have actually... To me, and this is my understanding, we have the appearance of free will because so many events in our lives, he can, God can set up roadblocks to prevent you from, say, getting to this place on time that you might meet this guy that might end up being a serial killer. Right. And yet you maybe really wanted to meet him because he looked like Ted Bundy. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And and so uh, we have the appearance of free will, but if we have asked God to help us and guide us because he knows all the answers and he created us, that he will do that. He will take you at your word and he will do that. And he'll set up roadblocks. But at the end of the day, in retrospect, if you look back at your life, you'll see that the There were pivotal moments and times Mm -hmm. that you met people that spoke a word into your life that just sent you off onto a different path. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to be able to do in your children's lives, in your friends' lives, that you can give them words of counsel that, that will truly have depth to them and that will help them stay within a framework that's safe and peaceful and loving, that's really what we all want. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what culture you come from, what country you come from. Intrinsically within all of us, we want peace, we want love, we want joy, and we want safety. Those are the things we want. And so within the confines of having an understanding of the way you need to participate in your own life, it comes from having a blueprint, a plan. If you look in um, the Bible as to the degree of uh, specificity specificity (laughs) that the Lord used to uh, say, this is what I want for Solomon's temple, Every single aspect of that temple was intricately named and the and this dimensions and the size of it. This is what God does with us. Do you know that for all of the characteristics to come together to make you, it, it would be one in 400 trillion to make you the way you are as far as the DNA, when you were born, the destiny you have, the people that you would meet in your life. And another thing that the Bible teaches us, again, is in Psalm 139, 16, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, 
I wrote down every day of your life. Wow. Wow. God has a scroll of destiny for each of us, and you can seek him about that destiny, and you can say, Lord, I want that scroll unfurled before me. Please give me an idea of what I came here to earth to do and those individuals that I'm supposed to be connected with so that I can fulfill that destiny. So that when I do see you in 70, 80 years from now, that you will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I have a, my friend, one of my friend's grandmothers, when I was going through um, my divorce, she said, you're looking at your life, imagine a tapestry. And she said, you're seeing it from the back. So you're seeing, you know, one color starting and stopping and there's a knot and then it starts again and then there's a new color and, you know, things look a little jaggedy and crazy. And she said, God sees the tapestry from the front. Yes. So completed the complete beautiful picture where sometimes we get stuck in the knots and the color changes and, you know, all of those things on the back side of that. I always, that has always stuck with oh, me. I thought that, that was a really just, neat analogy. That is so succinct and beautiful and profound and so true yeah. because we do, we see it from, uh, even though we're in a macro world, I'm talking about micro now where the smallest infinitesimal amount of measured energy is called a quark. And so we have the ability through vision and our words. Words are creative containers, and they are also carriers of energy. Energy can affect matter. Any kind of energy can affect matter. Case in point, a microwave. That energy is a a higher level than what you put into a microwave, and it can begin to change whatever that is on a molecular level. We can do that with our words because God spoke creation into being. He said, let there be light. Mm -hmm. So that was the first creative act that was recorded that we know he did, and we were created in his image, so our words are important. So when you see that tapestry of your life, that maybe you are seeing it from Um, sort of a disconjointed spot as opposed to juxtaposing it upon your whole life beginning to end and thinking in terms of this is really what I feel I'm here to do. And these events along the way help bring that whole pattern, that tapestry into a beautiful picture at the end of the day. But I don't want to make mistakes, so I need to stay in tune with the blueprint for my life and stay true to myself and my own goals. And, you know, there are some women that think in terms of, well, I don't really need a man. I don't need this. I don't need that. Or, you know, I'm a career woman and I'm fine. (laughs) That has been me a lot of time (laughs) in my life. Yeah. And, And yet we really in our heart of hearts know that it isn't good for any of us to be alone. Yeah. That we were created to be around people. Animals are that way. There's no animal that's, that just wants to hang out by himself. I mean, we all were intended to be a family. And I think when we think in terms, again, of the fact that we are role models for those around us, whether it's children, that's obviously the most glaring example, but also for our friends, because we can help each other through those little knots that you're talking about. 
and help unravel those and help you get on to the next thing, Mm -hmm. the next aspect, the next chapter, the next season of your life. And I think a lot of times we think in terms of, you know, this is the way I thought I would be when I was 25 and and I'm just probably going to be that way the rest of my life. None of us stay the same. Even a rock changes on a molecular level. Everything changes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't change, if you don't evolve and keep moving on, you will become so discontent and feel like you want to just go live in a a cabin in in isolation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and because you're not going with the flow Mm -hmm. and that's so important to understand the flow of your life and you understand it by two things, peace, peace is your greatest barometer Mm -hmm. and the doors that are open to you. The doors that are open to you that you don't have to kick down, but you also understand that sometimes there's going to be resistance. And when there's that resistance, you have to regroup again. When you're regrouping again about um, where you want to go and how you want to get there, be open to course correction. Mm-hmm. But just know that. So maybe the doors close, but that window's cracked <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. It really is. I think, Joe, again, going back to having a blueprint for your life mm-hmm. and writing down specifically what it is you want, you have to be really clear about it because if you don't know what your destination is, how are you going to know when to get off the bus or the plane. That's true. That's a good point. You You know, it seems like an overwhelming task to write down everything in such detail. Um, okay. Think of the the things that you have done to prepare yourself, say for work, Uh um, or writing a resume. Think of all the notes you take. Oh Lord. Yeah. This is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I need a new spiral notebook for who I'm looking for though. (laughs) And it's far more important. Now, does this yeah. work for men also, or is this just a women thing? No, it, it works for men too, because they need to be specific. But again, because as I said, they operate from a different playbook than we do. They really do. And that's what women don't understand. They think that men should think like we do. They should uh, uh, have emotions and feelings like us. They should understand, well, he should know that I feel this way, but they don't. Even if you're really in tune with each other, sometimes because, okay, look at it this way. Men think in terms of um, compartments, that you start off at the beginning of the day, you had breakfast together, and then maybe you got in a little disagreement. Well, for women, we live in one big room. Mm-hmm. So that event is, stays with us all day long. Yeah. Even when he comes home, we're still in that room. Whereas he closed that door when he went out the door in the morning. So they just, they are wired differently than we are. And you have to always keep that in mind. They are completely different creatures than we are. Men so, are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah, yeah, true that. Exactly. So does this work for them too? Should they write down the um, spiritual qualities, the intellectual aspect of the person, the physical part um, of a person, and the career or ability to provide? Although that would be more maybe a, a your career or ability to provide emotional support for them or something. I mean, it would be different for men, right? Right. And there's what's called the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, And that woman, they say she rises early. She sets at the gate of the city. She, uh, you know, prepares food. She does sewing. She sells the pot of land. So she's a multitasker. She's kind of like 
like women are today. Like we are, yeah. yeah. So she does all those things. And men want women that have the ability to do those things. But it was like what I mentioned to you. One of my business partners said to me, um, you know, because I had had some success in life. And he said, um, Patricia, no man can really give you anything. You have everything. And I said, well, don't they want that? That way, you know, they don't have to spend the money. And he said, no, men want to bring something to you. Mm -hmm. They want to rescue you. They want to provide for you. The ones that really love you and care for you, the ones that are men, that aren't intimidated by your success or your intellect, that they appreciate it, they enjoy it, they are proud of you that you are this kind of woman. Mm-hmm. And and that can be any level woman of, as far as mm-hmm. her education or her looks or anything else, because there, I really believe there is someone for everyone. I truly do, because it was God's intention. He knew when you would be born. He knew the major events in your life, obviously knows day to day, every second of your life. But I, I know that he sets up events for us to meet people. And that's why you have to see past the superficial, the exterior, and think in terms of his character and how he makes you feel and what you have in common. So what should people who are listening, let's, let's do like a, <laughs> what should break they, it down. yeah, break it down for us. What should people who are listening do? What should Kim and I do? I think first and foremost, you really need to sit down and have, um, have a, a real strong self introspection about who you are, what your goals are, what you feel your real needs are, what you feel you're missing out on your life right now. Um, what you feel is going to help um, not make it all right, but at least begin to make changes going towards that goal of fulfillment and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so setting down and being honest with yourself is number one and what you really want in mm-hmm. life. Okay. And to begin to write, write it down. So once if, you map that out. Map it out. Make a blueprint. You're not going to be able to do anything mm-hmm. in life without a blueprint. It, whether you call it a business model, if you're entering into business, or if you're looking for an investor, you have to have a business plan, right? You have to have a business plan for the husband you want. Huh. And he, So we need to take it out of the emotional realm and put it more into the actual physical... Well, yes, you need to write it down. Plan realm, right? Yeah, it's a blueprint. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. This is what I respect. This is what I don't respect. This is what I don't want. Because if you're clear about what you don't want, you won't attract it. And a lot of women don't know what they want, and they attract the wrong things. But if you, uh, because you're going to (laughs) be ding 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 ding, right here, green light. Did you see the lights over both mine and Kim's head? Because <laughs> you know how you told me that there was somebody you knew that they almost had this aura of goodness around yes. them. Okay, we have that, and a lot of people don't realize that they have it. And it's the amount of goodness and light in you mm-hmm. really is projected. And if you could see in the spirit realm, you would see that. So they, men do see that. And if they see that you're a bad girl and... Uh, I know this sounds really sexist, but it's true. We have to watch the way we dress and conduct ourselves. If we act like a floozy, that's the way they're going to treat us because we're giving them that signal. But if we act like a lady and that's the way we expect to be treated, if they don't know to treat you that way, 
pass. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, um, again, know what you want and know what you don't want. Okay. And, but write it down. You have to write it down. That is so key. And you have to revisit it a couple of times a day. And what I think you should do, and I feel that it's really important because it goes back again to having an attitude of gratitude, is you just lift it up to God and you just say, these are my ideas of what I'd really like to have in my life. And I'm open to your suggestions because you know more than me. (laughs) Um, But I want you to help guide me to that. And just thank him a couple of times a day that he is. And, and it will happen. And there's a scientific reason why you read those a couple times a day, correct? There is a scientific reason from the standpoint you're continually interrupting the, qua- the, the quantum wave function. You're popping that quiff two or three times a day so that it goes from a wave of quantum particles to then congealing into becoming a possibility from possibility to a probability in your life. Hmm. Now, another thing we need to talk about are soul ties. A soul tie is developed when you have intimacy with someone, and it comes from a another spiritual component where your soul is then joined with. That's why the Bible says when two become one, and that's from a sexual act, your soul begins to overlap with his. And that's why sometimes you can't get over somebody. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to break that soul tie. And you can ask the Lord to help you actually break it, and he will. And sometimes it can take longer than others, but you don't want to keep revisiting those times, those good old times and those emotions, digging out the pictures and, you know, oh, this was the necklace he bought me kind of thing. If you're really trying to get over someone because you have to make room for that next man in your life. And if there is no room, if your soul is still tied to that other guy, there's no room for that guy. Yeah. I can relate to that. And God's not going to bring you somebody that is going to be wasted upon the fact that you're not willing to do the work, to write down the blueprint, to break the soul ties, to make room for him. Whether it's like, um, okay, you could do this. You can just move some of your clothes over in the closet so that when you get married, he's got room for his clothes. Well, (laughs) hopefully he'll have his own house. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, there's no room. (laughs) Especially after you come into my house or or you get a house together. Right. But you, but I'm just saying that in the natural make room for him in your life. You know, I have heard also that when that you're, this is kind of the same thing, but a little off topic that you shouldn't decorate your bedroom to be too feminine because then men will think that there's no, there's nothing in there for them. That is a really good point. That's exactly what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Yeah, you don't want it, you know, frilly and lots of pillows all over the bed and, and you know, stuffed animals and stuff like <laughs> You got stuffed animals, we got bigger yeah. problems. I, have, I got to admit, I have a stuffed salvi on my bed. You know those? The, the uh, baseball players, yeah. the Royals baseball player pillows, I do have a stuffed salvi. But maybe a guy would think that maybe was cool because I'm a Royals player. Oh, I've got... You're not a player. I mean... <laughs> well, you are a player, Oops. but not for the Royals. <laughs> I thought you were a, a Chiefs fan. The Red, the Chiefs, yeah. Oh, and a Chiefs fan too, but... Oh no, that, but that's exactly what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. is that walk through it with a guy friend, like say Tim. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because he's your friend. Right. More than that. Yeah. Uh, and just say, okay, is this comfortable? Thank God he doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> is this, would this be a comfortable place for a guy to come to? And if he says, well, you know, I don't like that foo-foo frilly stuff, you know, yeah. that's the way my brother would be saying, oh, you just, yeah. So listen to those things because, again, they think differently than we do. You have to have a different playbook dealing with men. You just can't think they're like us because they are not. Yeah. They're just not. All right. So you have to figure out what you want, who you are, what you want, write it down. Think about it several times a day. Did you say at one point like 17 seconds yeah, several times a day? Yeah, you want to hold that intention several seconds, not just visit it and then skip off onto something else. You know, to just really just set and use the word meditate, pray, whatever. Just sit there and think about it so that you are zoned into that because you're – um, you can be so um, distracted by the macro world, the natural world, that you can't tap into the micro. And that's where the essence of this comes from is the micro. You're moving outside of this dimension and you're increasing what's called your upper bandwidth. These things that I'm telling you to do will increase your upper bandwidth. And you understand what bandwidth is. Mm -hmm. It's a measurement of frequency. Right. So what you want to do is you're... I'm trying to upgrade upper bandwidth for people from the standpoint that don't just think in terms of the natural because you're so much more than that. Like I said, when you see somebody's dead, there is no one there anymore. There is no right. one there. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> that just proves that the real you, you've got to tap into and nurture and, and put the work into it so that you're drawing what you want into your life. And you're repelling what you don't want. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how quantum physics is going to find you a mate. And, and a smattering of neuroscience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patricia, so much for joining us today. We would love pleasure. to have you back sometime because what I'd like to do is Kim and I to both do this and then kind of revisit it with you and see if we're doing it yeah. right. And just kind of guide us through it and maybe some of our listeners can can do the same thing. But there's so much more to talk about on this topic, so we'll definitely continue. But this has been really interesting. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Will you come to our weddings? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the flower girl. Though. Okay. Yes. You would I'll be the one in the white dress. <laughs> <laughs> Mine might not be white. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, thanks so much, Patricia. Thank you for joining us. This has been great. It's been a joy for me. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to It's a Date or any of the other podcasts that are part of the Tribune Audio Network. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify. Or give the Fox Word Podcast Facebook page a like and we'll let you know anytime a new episode is posted. Just search Fox Word Podcasts on Facebook. Until next time, it's a date.